421 DWS News Hour. Jerry Nowicki covers Springfield, state politics, and more for Capital News Illinois. And he joins us now on the phone. Jerry, good to talk with you once again. Yeah, good to be back. I wanted to start uh, with redistricting, and this is a topic that has been well bandied about now for many years as uh, the thoughts about how Illinois will have congressional seats divvied up on the map and how that process is done continues to be a hot topic. Of course, there was the constitutional amendment that that ran into court challenges and all that. And now with a Democratic-controlled uh, uh, governor's office and uh, Illinois General Assembly, some people are wondering if it will be done fairly. So my question is this, from your perspective, as Governor J.B. Pritzker is alleged to have said that he would veto anything he didn't perceive to be fair, and now is they uh, he, he's seeing criticism that he's lied on that is did he is he backtracking is he changing course from his campaign pledges sure so the easy thing about fair is anyone can define fair differently where the governor has uh it really does seem to be backtracking is that he said he'd veto anything that is uh uh partisanly drawn so if it's drawn by democrats in both chambers and passed and sent to the governor um, then you have uh, assumedly a partisanly drawn map. So what he's saying on that is, you know, well, it's not going to be partisan. We're going to in- include Republicans in the discussions of it as well. Republicans have been at all these committee hearings as well, but, you know, it's going to come down to who's drawing the lines, and that's uh, going to be Democrats, uh, even though there's quite a bit of discussion as to what data they can use, uh, seeing as the block-level census data won't be uh, ready by the time of the constitutional deadline, which is, I, I, I think, June June 30th or something. I'm not 100% sure on that deadline, but I know the census data won't be ready. I have, uh, I, I have wondered why this just can't happen as an independent commission, and the, the attempts at it before got stalled out in, in court biddings and, and whatnot, and you, everybody could see that there is something to be gained if it's not truly independent, and 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 yet it doesn't happen. And is it is is it because I'm just an idealist? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about redistricting, and and that's what the advocates are all all really harp on is that the what it does is essentially you create safe districts. You know, some places where a seat is safely Republican, a seat is safely Democrat, and then. Essentially, those people don't have to work towards the middle. They can do whatever they want and still get elected because they know they're so safely blue or or red or whatever. And then they have very few districts who are actually toss-ups. So um, it, 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 it uh, as the advocates could say, you know, could uh, increase the polarization uh, uh, that we see everywhere, everywhere we look with politics these days. Um, in terms of the independent commission, uh, that's what... The Republicans right now like to point out that uh, I think it was Julie Morrison from the Lake Forest Deerfield area was the sponsor of one of those constitutional amendments for a commission um, back in a non-redistricting year. And now she's silent on it, as are most Democrats, as to, you know, they don't really care that it's a commission anymore. They're just looking to have keep their seats 
Jerry, one house, uh, one uh, item that we're watching here locally. I don't know if you've had uh, had your eye on it because I know you've been uh, looking at a lot of different topics, but that is gambling in the state of Illinois, and particularly now gambling on sports and and college athletics. In my mind, it used to be a, a kind of a partisan issue where Democrats tended to support casinos and and gambling, and Republicans didn't, as uh, you know, seeing it as a social ill or a vice or what have you. Uh, but now you have, um, you know, at least locally, Carol Ammons, a noted Democrat who's come out against uh, betting on college sports in, in Illinois because of the vulnerability of student athletes. And uh, do you see this issue as playing out as partisan at all? Um, there was a lot of broad bipartisan support for the act um, to, to increase gambling and do the college sports what the what the prohibition is is on gambling on in-state sports so as long as you're, you're using your your geolocation from illinois and you're using an illinois licensed uh, gambling app you can't bet on the illini you can't bet on illinois state my alma mater you can't bet on an illinois school um so uh, what they're talking about is that expansion is allowing you to bet on the in-state schools and that's what uh, athletic director whitman uh has said you know this is kind of crazy. You could have the equipment manager for the Illini uh, betting on who's going to win that game, and who knows. I, he, I shouldn't say he didn't say equipment manager, but you know he wasn't singling out anyone. But he's saying you know you could have people um, that live next to these players uh, betting on them, and that's that's going to be a real problem uh, in that regard. But then, the, of course. Representative Zaleski, who's the sponsor of this bill, and some of the other people who testified, uh, mainly representatives of the gambling industry, say, you know, these people can bet on the Illini, uh, just not legally. They'll find a bookie, they'll find an app that's overseas and whatever else. Seems like an age-old debate when it comes to uh, the, quote, vices, whether if you keep it illegal, it drives it underground. If you legalize it, it it promotes it. That's the circle of debate and life, as it seems. Jerry Nowicki is with uh-huh. us from Capital News, Illinois. The budget, never an exciting topic, but one that impacts everybody. What is the latest in that process? You know, there was a leaders meeting, as they say, last week, the Republican uh, leaders from the General Assembly and the Democratic leaders from the General General Assembly got together. I can't see there being a bipartisan vote on a budget this year like there was in 2019. Um, who knows? Anything could happen, but it, it seems unlikely. Um, I don't think the governor is really even trying that hard to get there. Um, he's a lot of his revenue policies are changes to what he calls corporate tax loopholes. The Republicans call business incentives. Um, there's about $930 million through those um, uh, corporate tax changes, as we call them in the, in the, in the press um, that would uh, are needed to balance the budget. And I don't know if there's an alternative path that can be found uh, through common ground with Republicans uh, this, the this proposed budget from February was to keep it keep spending flat, um, and you'd still have to raise the new revenues uh, to be able to um, to maintain that level of spending. So it'll be a, a difficult uh, process for that. Um, we haven't gotten too deep into revenue negotiations. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of that comes. The last week of session, that process comes pretty fast, where the 
budget, hundreds of pages get get uh, released late in the late in the game, and then we're scrambling to cover it. Jerry Nowicki is with us. Uh, final uh, thought or topic I wanted to just touch on at least is energy, renewable energy. That continues to be an ongoing conversation. I understand you've been looking into that quite a bit. What uh, What's the angle you're working on? Yeah, so the governor just released his proposal for energy overhauls. Um, they're trying to uh, incentivize clean energy, as they call it, renewable energy, wind and solar. But nuclear energy is going to have to be a big part of that. And the difficult discussions they're having is, of course, Exelon operates all of the nuclear plants, Exelon being the parent company of ComEd, which, as we all know, is embroiled in scandal. Uh, they've admitted in court to trying to bribe the previous House Speaker, which is, I'm still getting used to saying that, previous mm-hmm. House Speaker Michael Madigan. Um, so there's there's a lot of ethics and accountability measures that they're going to try to negotiate into this bill. The governor has put them in his bill, um, and we'll see if ComEd can get enough votes to uh, water them down, as they've known to be able to do in the General Assembly. Jerry Nowicki, Capital News, Illinois. You read him and his colleagues in the News Gazette. Jerry, we appreciate your time, as always. Yep, no problem. All right, it is 4.30 on the DWS News Hour and local news in a moment. With steel, the great American outdoors are closer than you think. And with battery power made by steel, our AK Homeowner Battery Series starts at just $199.99. Pick up a steel battery trimmer or blower today. Real steel. Find yours at Muhammad Small Engine Dealer, 601 East Main Street, Muhammad. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday and 8 to noon on Saturday. Do the tools you use to manage your business seem like they're not doing what they're supposed to do anymore? Is it time to ditch spreadsheets and manual entry? You need to level up with IT GuidePoint. And here's the best part. IT GuidePoint isn't some offshore giant city company. IT GuidePoint is proudly an Illinois-based independent business. They'll give you a modern cloud-based business system running HR, financials, e-commerce, everything. Now is the time to contact IT GuidePoint. Let them set you up for ERP success today. IT GuidePoint. Com. Hi, this is Jim Bohannon. Join us for the next Bohannon Show with Heshi Tischler, candidate for mayor of New York. He wants to stop the loony left from holding on to that city. Tonight at 9 on DWS. Four thirty-two DWS News Hour local news is brought to you by ABC Heating and Air. In the middle of the day or night, ABC Heating and Air meets your emergency needs with no change in the service fee. Call ABC to always be comfortable. Three five two fifty four hundred. On our way to a low tonight of forty-four degrees. We'll check your forecast coming up. A Vermilion County woman has been identified as the victim in yesterday's two-vehicle fatal crash near Rankin. Coroner Jane McFadden says 59-year-old Robin Robinson of Rankin was killed in the wreck on Route 49 at County Road 4000 North. Illinois State Police say the crash happened just after 1 p.m. when an SUV driver by tw- when an SUV driver driven by 20-year-old Ellis Flesner Bryan of Rankin turned left into a private drive. Police say that Robinson's SUV was going the opposite.